meet you. There was also some nervousness in the audience. Towards the back of the stalls, Hetley Shearman was fingering his lips, trying not to bite his nails. The casting of Clarion Calhoun wasn't his doing. He gloried in the title of theatre director, yet the decision had been made over his head by the board of trustees. Until now, he'd always had final approval of the casting, and it had more than once earned him certain favours. No such chance with this megastar, who treated him no better than a callboy. Each time she looked at him, he was conscious of his lack of height and his bald spot. Clarion's name guaranteed bums on seats and a standing ovation from her fans, but Shearman dreaded the critics' verdict. He cared passionately about the Theatre Royal, almost as passionately as he cared about sex. In two hundred years, all of the great actors, from MacReady to Gilgood, had graced this stage. This woman was expected to get by on that dubious asset known as celebrity. True, she was a singer playing a singer, but this was entirely an acting role. She'd learned her lines, and that was the best you could say for her. Speaking them with conviction was a difficulty that had become obvious in rehearsal. He only hoped her glamour would dazzle the critics. A week with every seat sold, including matinees, was the payoff, whatever they wrote. The lights were dimmed, and the excited buzz of voices stopped, replaced by a scratchy phonograph tune that nicely evoked Berlin in the thirties. The curtain rose on Fräulein Schneider's rooming house, tawdry of its time and place. Tall tiled stove, pendulum clock, washstand, bed partly concealed by a curtain. Medici prints, wicker flower stand, threefold screen, couch and chairs. The set designer was a professional, thank God, and so was the head of lighting. The single shaft of light on Isherwood focused attention for the speech that set the tone for the entire play. Preston Barnes, the actor playing Isherwood, had learned his craft at Stratford. Could he compensate for Clarion's wooden delivery? The irony was that she was supposed to be animated, while Preston cultivated the passivity of the camera. The opening minutes couldn't have been bettered. Preston's soliloquy was exquisitely done, and so was the dialogue with the landlady. Yet Shearman couldn't ignore the fact that everything was just building up to the entrance of the real star. Immense anticipation. And there she was, a burst of applause from her fans. Give Clarion her due, she moved with poise. She had the figure, the strut, the sexuality of a nightclub singer, all the attributes of Sally Bowles, until she opened her mouth. Shearman slid even lower in his seat, trying to tell himself his involvement made him hypocritical and no one else would notice. It could be worse, couldn't it? At least she was delivering the lines. Others in the audience were shifting in their seats. Someone in the row ahead leaned to his companion and whispered in his ear. The restlessness was infectious. Movement from an audience so early in a play is unusual. On stage... Clarion pulled a face. Her mouth widened and brought creases to her cheeks. Her eyebrows popped up and ridges spread across her forehead. Shearman sat up again. Nothing in the script called for her to grimace like that. Sally Bowles was supposed to be in command, outspoken, a girl about town, out to impress, demanding whiskey and soda when coffee was offered. Instead, she was baring her teeth, staring towards the wings as if she needed help. Stage fright? You don't expect it on the professional stage, not in such extreme form. 
Her eyes bulged, and she was taking deep breaths. Preston Barnes, as Isherwood, had spoken a line, and Clarion needed to respond. She didn't. A voice from the wings tried to prompt her, but she appeared dumbstruck. Gasps were heard from the audience. Few things are more destructive to drama than an actor drying. Barnes improvised a line to cover the silence. It brought no response from Clarion. She put her hands to her face and clawed at her cheeks. Her makeup would be ruined, but that didn't seem to be a concern. She was way out of character now. Nothing the other actors could do would rescue the scene. There was a bigger drama on stage. And now Clarion screamed. This wasn't a theatrical scream. It was piercing, gut-wrenching, horrible. The sound echoed through the theatre, shocking everyone in it, from backstage to the box office. Someone had the good sense to lower the curtain. Even the house lights coming on didn't bring relief. Behind the curtain, more can...